Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Thank you so much for joining us again for another powerful, powerful interview with a new friend of mine, Adam Duval from the UK. How are you, Adam? I'm all right. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for, I know you're a busy guy, you know, trying to help all these people. So I appreciate you connecting with me all the way from England. So thank you so much. Most welcome. Glad to be here. Yes. I got to meet Adam last week. He invited me on his show. So you will have to, uh, you know, link to that as well. But I'm excited to tell you a little bit about Adam. So Adam, he is the host of the Mental Health Warrior podcast Facebook group and the MH Warrior TV YouTube channel, which we are going to talk about today. He is also a very proud father and husband to three beautiful autistic children. Um, His life has not always been a bed of roses. Um, He grew up at the age of three. Um, You know, he was was faced with abuse and being bullied. That's when his nightmare began. Um, He attempted suicide on the 18th of March, 2019, and uh, due to trauma, but now he's surviving, he's helping, and he's a qualified mental health therapist and the proud owner of a global organization, Mental Health Warriors. On his show, he and his team, of course, he's got this wonderful team behind him as well, They bring people from across the world onto their live show to get their story out there as a mission to eradicate the stigma of mental health. The work that you're doing, Adam, is so important and so needed in the world. And I want to know how you got there. You know, why did you start the show? What was it about your life, if you could tell us a little bit, that, you know, that you went through that, that brought you to where you are today? Yeah, well, obviously, as you said, uh, by the age of three, I was, that's when the abuse started, when my own father punched me in the face because I struggled to ride a bike, which I didn't learn to ride a bike until I was nine. And uh, that was down to a disability called dyspraxia, which is, it affects your coordination. But I think I've now been misdiagnosed, but who knows, that's still in the air somewhere I don't know where <laughs> but um but yeah my routine day day in day out was get bullied at home get bullied in school and yeah that was it until adulthood wow that as a child 
Yeah. That must've been very confusing because your parents are usually the ones that are there to support you, right? And to have the patience. And it must've been very confusing because if, if you don't feel safe there, where are you gonna turn, you know? Yeah, well I, well, I didn't know mental health actually existed until 2015. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get through all of those feelings? How did you get through that? Do you know what? I have not got a clue. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know how I've done it, but something clearly wants me here. I think I've got a message to deliver and I think I'm doing that. Hmm. So what would be like a typical day when you say you were bullied at school? Like what's, what type of things would happen? Um, I was punched. I was kicked. I was hmm. nasty names. You, you name it. I've, I've had it. Um, I've had all sorts of abuse except for sexual. I've not had that, but every other. Yeah. So I don't know. You say that you don't know what you did to, to overcome, but you must've done something. I mean, here you are. I know. Or this, yeah. you know, this big persona that is helping and you're so genuine and you're so like, how do you understand? So all of these things that you've been through make you understand. Yeah, well, understand what well, when, mm -hmm. but when I was a child, I didn't know what mental health was. I didn't know what suicide was. And um, if I did, then... I don't, I don't think I'd actually be here if I, if I actually looked it up, but, um, I know I, I do remember that my brothers used to bully me a lot. I remember on one birthday of mine, I think it was my 12th birthday. Um, I was actually forced to take my brother and his friends to McDonald's and use my birthday money to buy them dinner. Oh no. Yeah, so I, I, I still remember that and it was, no, no. I didn't have any friends growing up, but I didn't. But I, I, I was, I, did, I didn't have an identity either. And even throughout secondary school and college, I was this split person where I was trying to please, I would people please him. But I, ne I never thought about myself, but until recently. Hmm. That's all I've been yeah. Do you think you were trying to please everybody because you thought maybe there was something wrong? Like, why don't I have friends? Why aren't people? Yeah, yeah I think I was. I was just trying to fit in all the time. Hmm. And clearly it worked because people took, it on, took me on. But did you feel like it was genuine or did you feel like you were kind of just pretending to to be happy and pretending to be all the things you thought people wanted you to be. I, I definitely was wearing a mask, definitely. And I didn't tell a damn person uh, that I was struggling. Mm. Uh, even on warm summer days, uh, sunny's beaming, I still wore a jacket or a jumper. And I was questioned why, why am I still wearing that, even though it's beaming? Because uh, I was hiding fresh bruises. And I didn't want anyone to see it. Wow. So you didn't have anybody you could turn to, not a teacher, anything. Um, I thought, I think the teachers picked up that something was going on, but no, I, I kept it to myself because I thought that was normal behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was the right thing to do. Of course. When, when that's what you know, and it's every day, how would you know different? Exactly. Thought that's what people do.
Yeah, well, by the age of 11, um, I was actually 10. Um, I got offered to go on a cruise around the world cooking because I love to cook. Wow. And obviously, I'll be supervised and stuff like that until I turn a, a real age. And um, my mother just said, no, you're not going anywhere. You're going back to school. And uh, and, th- and that was it. My That was my dream then. And now... I think I'm living a, a better dream, to be honest. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's and then obviously at 11 years old, she got she, she introduced me to alcohol, uh, where that apparently that was the answer to everything, all the emotions. But no, it's not. Mm. And now I've gone six weeks without alcohol. Yay, Adam! That's amazing. Huge, huge. One day at a time, right? I'm so proud. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. That's so great. So how do you feel about, how did you feel about Adam before and how do you feel about him now? Um, I wish I could actually talk to him mm. and say that there is always a way out. There is a way out. And there are people out there that can, will support you. And, um, and also I, I received counsel, uh, counseling throughout school, throughout college, and I never gave them a chance. I, I'm admitting that. And college and the school, they, they were brilliant in funding for this because they, they thought something was going on. And no, I didn't give them a chance. I didn't want to. And obviously that was on me. But now, in a way, I don't regret not giving them a chance because... I'd rather talk to someone that actually has experience yes. of themselves. And now I'm okay. I'm loving life. But of course, you you know, you didn't give them a chance because how could you trust anybody? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's called the National Health Services over here. And um, and just, just last year it was... Um, they wanted to help me. Well, I reached out to help uh, because I wanted to be assessed for trauma because I wanted to get over trauma. And um, and obviously I was assessed and they asked me about it and I said, well, you do know I will have my barriers up because it, I'm afraid of denial, of being rejected. And, that, and that'll always stand. Uh, but now, no, no. I, I w- Even though I won't approach them, doesn't mean uh, I'm saying that doesn't mean it won't work for someone else because it probably will. Uh, but obviously, I was in and out of hospital growing up every six months because I was practically addicted to medication. Um, so yeah, but now I've not been hospital in god knows how long now. But yeah, I, I don't take medication, I don't drink. That's amazing. It sounds like. You know, it sounds like when you were younger, you felt a bit invisible. I remember back in 2000 and um, I think it was 2013, I went to counselling and within the first 10 seconds, the counsellor said, you're isolated. And yeah, I was. I was I was isolated because I even though I had a partner and I had children I had a son at the time I still felt like I was on my own um but now 
no, no. And look at you, look at you now, you're here, you know, as, and you know, sometimes feelings are easier to talk about as women than men too. Yeah. The fact that you are here and you have your own show and that you hear and help and help transform other people because you get it and you've been through it and you feel it. Do you know how life-changing that is for, for your audience and for you too, right? It is. Um, I know we've got a following and even though not many tune in at a time, that's okay. I don't care if one person's watching or 10 or 100 or even a 1,000 watching in one go. I don't care. If, if we can get our message out and help just that one person, our job's good for the day. But you know you're helping more. You're helping a lot more than just one person. Oh, I know I am. I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like I've been to counseling as well and stuff. And and it just depends on the person that's sitting in front of you. Because I've been in front of people that have all the education in the world, but have never experienced it. And although their heart is in the right place, maybe they're not the right person to help me. And I'm not saying that they can't help. I'm sure they're brilliant at what they do. But sometimes it's the conversations like we're having now with somebody who gets it. Yeah. Gets the loneliness, who gets the isolation, no matter if you have people around you that love you, right? It's just sometimes you just can't connect. Yeah. And 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 this is what I've done. Um, Obviously, I don't, the only family I've got now is my wife and kids. That's the only people I need. Obviously, I've got a family online because mm. uh, everyone I connect to, I, I see them as family, and that's what I do. Uh, whether I, I really don't, I used to take it personal when when people judge me. Like there's been times when I've been called fat and ugly, and I took that personal. But now I just went right. So what? Who cares? I'm proud of how who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. And why does your opinion matter? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. 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 My favorite favorite line is when people ask me like a personal question that I really don't feel it's their place to ask me. Like, cause I'm pretty open, but sometimes, you know, you get asked one of those questions and I kind of just turn around and be like, well, why do you want to know? Like if it's something I'm uncomfortable with, like for me, like, self-love and all and you know all of that it's more than just bubble baths it's protecting yourself it's having boundaries priorities all of those things it is it is you know and when you love yourself enough it doesn't matter nobody can put you down exactly but it takes it does take a long time to get there right well what i've started doing is when i'm whether i'm in the shower or i'm doing the dishes or when I'm just resting, uh, I listen to motivational, inspiring speeches. Like just yesterday, um, I've said this to a friend earlier, and I'll say it again. Um, obviously, my partner was just chilling on the settee, playing on the phone, watching TV. And I was listening to the speech, and I knew something was going wrong. And I knew my partner was neg- negative in some way, because I could, I could pick up on energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying I'm an empath, uh, but I, I can pick up on when someone's not right. And I went, right, okay, Kerry, come here, because I want to change your life in 11 minutes. 
And that that's all I needed. Just 11 minutes. Obviously, she was like, why? What's going on? And yeah. all that. And I'm like, just come here. I, I want to try it. Uh, and then obviously, obviously what I did with the video is I paused it and then rewinded it right back to the start. And it, the video is called No Excuses. Mm. And um, obviously she sat on the kitchen side and I still carrying on doing the dishes. I press play. And after that 11 minute, 10 seconds, she started crying and then she wanted to hug off me. And I'm like, right, so how do you feel now? And she went, a bit better. Mm. So there you go. We'll have to watch that video. Do you know who it was, who who did it? Um, I don't know who it is, but I know I will be, play- I've just recently downloaded it. Oh, okay. uh, so what I'm, I'm going to give a bit of a sneak preview. Uh, I've, I will be tune- I will be playing it on my show this that's coming great. Thursday. This oh. coming Thursday, I'll be playing it. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear it because it sounds like a great message. Mm. So I think I think the right time is Thursday because obviously we've got um obviously I'll be publishing the TV guide tomorrow anyway. Um well obviously I shall say Sunday. <laughs> Sunday the twenty second, because I know this is gonna be yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, we've got a women's empowerment coach coming on as a guest. So there you yeah. go. Very nice. Yeah, you guys gotta check this out. And it's I've been connected with Adam through a couple of his um, his teammates for his show. One is Annette Chappé, and the other one is Elizabeth Gagnon. And Elizabeth is a co-host on one of your Power Hours, correct? She's not. No, no, okay. she, she's not. She's not part of the team as of yet. But we're slow. We're in talks, advanced talks about starting the project with her. Oh, okay. So it's Annette. Sorry. So Annette is... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Annette's on the team. She's got power hour, but Elizabeth, no, not yet. Okay, sorry about that. I got to... <laughs> but um, that's awesome. And I was... If you guys go back to last week's episode, um, I actually interviewed um, Elizabeth. So you can hear all about her and what she's doing as well. Yeah. So did I hear you right? You do the dishes? I do the dishes, yes. Yes. Yes, I love it. So what kind of stuff do you do to calm your mind sometimes? Because I know you have a bit of anxiety as well, as I do. I do live with anxiety, but thing is, who, who cares? I've, I've got anxiety, I've got trauma, I've got depression. It doesn't stop me being who I am. Yay. But, but exactly, because I keep saying to these people, because uh, they're saying they're anxious and stuff like that, I'm like, right, okay, but... That's your mind telling you to say that. Mm. And they're like, how? Because I'm like, because you wasn't born with anxiety. You wasn't born with trauma. You weren't born with bipolar. Stop letting it affect your life. Mm. And that's why I'll say because I see that now. If people turn around, turn around and say, oh, I'm anxious about something, right? Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Because the, the only play, person that could change their life is themselves. That's all. But back to your question, self-care. Um, obviously, I go for baths. I meditate. Um, I exercise. Like I was going to go to the gym this morning, but I thought, why waste money? On <laughs> why waste money on something I can use uh, for a few hours when I can just come downstairs, 
open room, flick YouTube on and do a workout that way. Yes, absolutely. That's what I do. That's what I did this morning. I just did a bit of a workout. Good for you. That's awesome. So how do you want to help people today? Getting their stories out. I want, I want their stories. I want to hear their stories. Um, and that's what the mental health warriors want to do. They want to hear these stories because, as it says in my description, we want to eradicate the stigma. Yeah. One thing that I think all of us who, who manage our mental health and mental illness is feeling like we don't have a voice. Because mm. during the traumas and during all of these things that initiated all of this stuff for us, we usually feel like we can't, like you said, you didn't feel like you had nobody to go to, yeah. right? It even makes it so much more important and crucial to have a voice when you're ready, you know? So to have those people come to you and tell you their stories, mm. and what do you think that does for them? I think it gives them that little bit of hope that, um, that, an acceptance that they're not alone and there are people out there that, as you say, get it. Mm. Um, because not many people do. Do I still believe there's a stigma surrounding mental health? Yes, I do. And this is what we're, we're want to do. We're trying to link up with as many groups and, and organizations as possible and together more bodies, we can get the job done. Yeah, because I think you and I are similar in age, and I agree with you, like, years ago when we were young. I think so, but you're a lot younger. I'm only 31. You're a lot younger than me, but I just mean, when we were younger, um, I think that everybody wanted to shush us. Yeah. You know, even 20 years ago was a big difference than now. And people just want, oh, don't tell us your trouble. We don't really care. We don't really want to know. And we don't know how to help you. We don't want to get involved in all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So to shout it out now, like, and be proud that we, yeah, I went through this, but I, here I am, you know? Okay. I have anxiety. I have PTSD. I have depression. I have bipolar, schizophrenia, whatever it is, addictions, but I'm okay. It doesn't make me broken. It doesn't make me any less of a person than you, no. you know? So I love that you're giving people a voice because they've been told for so long, don't talk about it. Mm. Don't share it. Be ashamed of it. Yeah. When I was abused, I kept that to myself for 21 years. Mm. Yeah. It's a long time. You know, the best thing I did was tell someone. People say that like it's nothing, but when you think about your life, and what a weekend looks like and you look at a year think of 21 years of somebody's life i know i know that's yeah it's, it's everything of course we come with this identity of who we are because of everything we've been through you know yeah i can't imagine so who was the first person that you spoke with like i actually it wasn't my partner believe it or not it was actually um a police officer that did nothing it did nothing. Uh, so obviously then I, then I was about to jump off a cliff, but I thought, no. So I rang an ambulance and they also took me up to the hospital. Um, I, was, uh, I was on 24-7 suicide watch uh, and I was at these two securities watching me all the time. 
Um, obviously, I do remember when going up there that I had a seatbelt wrapped around my neck. Uh, and then, obviously, we got into the hospital. Then I, I had a charger wire on me, and I wrapped that around my neck, and they threatened to cut it if I don't remove it, which I'll say I don't know how, but I removed it. And then they discharged me, which I'm like, right, okay. Wow. They discharged me because they didn't think I was unstable enough. But then, you know what? I didn't have a coat on me, and it was raining. I literally walked home, uh, and it was a, a few miles. Um, so I walked home. Obviously, people tried texting and calling me. I'm not interested. I, I didn't pick up on it. And I just kept walking home. And, um, yeah, I was wet, but it gave me a lot to think about. Mm. And and that's when I started. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's very powerful. Yeah. I know that your story is going to really help people today. <laughs> I and, know it is. And, you know, it's hard to find the gifts sometimes in the mm. things that happens to us. But when we, we all reach a point, I think, in our lives when we start to see, you know, that this, like, you're meant to do what you're doing now. I know. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, even though you weren't allowed to do the cooking on the ship, although it would have been a pretty cool experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, that you're living a happier life now. I am. Because even my kids and my partner, they, they still brand me as the chef of the family. I'm like, right, okay, fine. If that's what you want to brand me up, go for it. Who cares? Oh, that's awesome. What next time? Well, when I go to the UK, I've got a couple of people down there to meet now. You'll have to like make me a meal. We'll have to like get yeah. together. Okay, but I don't do deep fried stuff. I, I air fry it. Cool. A slow cooker. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. So what do you want our listeners to know today if they're not ready to share their story? If you're not ready to share your story, fine, that's okay. But just remember, if you want to share your story, the only person that can do that is yourself. I, there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of people out there that's ready to help you. But we cannot offer you help if you're not willing to take that first move that first step um i i've used to believe there was a light at the end of the tunnel but now my great friend uh, from chicago loren harris reminded me that there is no light at the end of the tunnel because we are that light because we have to compare ourselves to miners because they've got that uh, hat with a light on it and everywhere they're looking, the light's falling out all the direction they're turning to. Mm. But we are that light. I love that so much. I know, so do I. Because it, it reflects, too, on the light of other people. Yeah. You know, that's beautiful. So what can we do when we notice somebody? Like, what? It would have made probably all the difference in the world had one person noticed the pain that you were going through. You know, I can't imagine like the difference. It may have ended your pain a bit sooner. What can, what should people look out for? What should people pay attention to? to help? Uh, 
I see what you're saying there. Um, it resumes to hitting rock bottom, as they say. And if you hit rock bottom, yes, it looks negative. It feels negative. But, and you feel like it's you're in this dark room and the walls are closing in on you. Um, I know because I've been there a few times. But always remember, you're down, you're, you're rock bottom anyway, so you can't go any lower. You can't turn side to side because these walls are closing in. So the only way is back up. Mm. And that's what you can do if you hit down, get back up. Yes, get back up, everybody. So, I mean, like, so let's say the audience right now, there's somebody listening who, <laughs> who does not have um, mental health issues and who is listening because they have friends or family and they're not really sure and they're listening for some, you know, what should they look out for? Like, what is something that would have helped you if somebody had just noticed? Okay, then the biggest thing you need to look out for is when they start to feel withdrawn. So this could be uh, making excuses that they don't want to come out, um, like clubbing or go go for a cuppa. Um, if they want to stay in more time longer, they, they struggle to get out of bed. Um, they're crying a lot more than they usually do. Or even if they're cutting back on the eating, look out for them signs. Uh, and as well with the research they do, because you never know. And the big thing you need to do is always be wary of the quiet ones. The quiet ones, because I've learned that the quiet ones are the most at risk of actually going through with the attempt. But the people that actually say they're struggling and they want to commit suicide, they don't want to die. They just want the pain to end. Thank you so much. I think I think we need to look out for those things around us, you know, because I hope that people tune into the show, to our show and to your show, because maybe they're looking for ways to help people they love. Maybe they're not the ones going through that, but they want to understand you know, a friend or somebody else, which I think is great because I think both you and I would have loved for that person to come into our lives years ago. Mm. And sometimes people just don't know, so they do nothing. Yes, I agree. I agree. And if, if you do nothing, even though you know that person's struggling, question yourself. Mm. Because I know people hate me out there. I know that. Uh, but I'm not letting that bother me. And yeah, I'm talking about it, but I'm not letting it actually annoy me. Uh, but I would never wish suicide, even on my worst enemy. I never will. No. Just like the other week, we was in our next town, and um, obviously we was what. Obviously, my partner went to McDonald's with my son, and um, obviously, I had my daughter. But then I handed my daughter to Kerry and because I said this person was struggling and like we just sat down with his head head like that. So I'm, I went up to him and I went, are you okay? Uh, and he went, yeah, I'm just struggling to get home. And I'm like, right, have you got any money on you? And he, he, he said he needed to go to the bank. I literally helped him up and I walked in the bank with him and I, I got him help. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that's what you do. 
Yeah. I didn't know the person. I didn't yeah. know him, but if I spot that sign, I'll, I'll help. And if you hadn't, maybe he would still be there, you know, hour yeah. later and yeah. be paralyzed and something prevented him from, from continuing on, you know? Yeah, yeah, because he said thank you because he had a lot of more, a lot of people just walking past him. Yeah, you just don't know. You cannot tell, you know, even, even when it comes to something simple like with people with accessibility license plates, you know, where they get the parking and I work in a medical office and sometimes you, you look at somebody who's parked in one of those spots and you're just kind of like, well, I don't see anything wrong with them. You don't know. Yeah, not, not, this, not everything's visible. Exactly, exactly. And I would say that the people whose disabilities are or challenges are not visible are the ones that need it the most yeah. because, because of that fact, because they're not visible. You know what I mean? And so people don't, like if you have a broken arm, People are like, oh, let me get the door for you. But what if you haven't left the house in two months and it's the first time you are you have the courage to leave your house and you can't open the door? Nobody sees that. Yeah, I know. You know, so you just don't know what people are going through. You don't know what people need. Um, so yeah, just pay attention. You know, we're all here on this life to help each other and try to make life as fun and as easy as possible for each other right and to be supportive and yeah but so great that you did that you know and i'm sure you do that many times but it's a great lesson to all of us i think yeah i agree and your kids are watching you know whatever you're doing your kids are watching and what a better way to teach them to have a good heart and be aware yeah you know especially with bullying in schools and cyber bullying and everything that's going on now yeah. you know to teach our children to stand up for each other right i agree i agree yeah yeah so what is something about adam that nobody knows that you could share here on the show today with me <laughs> no what nobody knows um <laughs> I don't think there's actually anything. <laughs> no. I'm an open book. Um, cool. I do admit, though, that, uh, and I can admit straight up, that when I first met my partner before, obviously, we got together, I admit I was drinking heavily. Mm. Yeah, I was, I literally was drinking all night and... Alex went into the course where Kerry was. I was still pissed mm -hmm. in a way. I still was. And yeah. But addiction doesn't come from the 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 love of drinking. Addiction no. comes from a way to deal with pain. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And especially when you've got a narcissist as a mother that actually promotes this, then yeah yeah because you said you were 11 years old when you were introduced yeah. by your mom to alcohol yeah. yes yeah so how do you feel today so well you said well I've, I've not i've not had her in my life in a few years and that's the best decision i've ever made the only family i've got is my wife and kids yes and um and yeah i'm, I'm loving life I've, I've done a lifestyle change and here we go 
Yes, we're ready. And you said you haven't had a drink in what, six weeks? Six weeks. That's amazing. That's amazing. What can we do, Adam, to help you? What can people that are listening do to help you, help your project, help your mission, your message? Give our page a like, comment, subscribe, and share. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's the Mental Health Warriors. Yep, Mental Health Warriors on Facebook. On YouTube, it's MH Warrior TV. Yes, it's amazing. And it's live. So it's awesome. Hashtag replay if you listen to the replay. (laughs) And I can't wait to like, I've been watching some of them and they're so powerful. You guys do such a great job of getting down to the nitty gritty. And the people that are coming on to share their stories, they're so courageous and so brave. And you know that these people weren't always like that. And that's what makes it beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, just wait until this week comes. (laughs) Well, this will be out because we're not doing it live, right? So this will be out in about four weeks. So they'll have to just check them all out, you know, at this point. You You put out a TV guide, right? We put a TV guide out every Sundays. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want people to know today? No, just accept people for the way they are. Yeah, and we can yeah. all do it. We can all do it. Yeah. We're all worth it. I agree. All of our lives are worth our equal amount. You know, whether you have money or you don't have money or you have mental health illness or you don't or, you know, whatever it is that you do or whether you're married or whether you're not or your hobbies or whatever, we just, we all need love. Yeah. We all need at least one person that we can trust to share, you know, and with you as a policeman and even though he didn't do anything, just hearing yourself tell the story, it's like, okay, it's going to get easier the second time. And maybe the second time somebody will help me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I find it's very common for strangers to be the first person people open up to. Yeah. Yeah. And interesting. I know. Because we don't want to be judged. And if they judge us, we're like, oh, well, I don't know them anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We'll have to have Carrie come on. I know she's got her own story to tell. She wants to come on, I believe so. Yeah. That's awesome. For sure. Exactly. Well, Adam, thank you for everything that you're doing. Um, I'm so proud of everything that you've overcome, you know, and for everybody out there who needs to listen to stories so that you don't feel alone. Listen to my show. Listen to Adam's show. Um, You life is too hard to go through it by yourself. Mm, Yeah. You know, it's hard enough. But when you feel completely alone, that's not going to help you. That's not going to help you move forward. No, no. And even though you don't know Adam or I personally, um, we try to make, I know Adam does, we try to make our shows very personal. I know they're over the computer and, you know, um, but they're very genuine. And I know Adam is very genuine and his, and his show and his guests are genuine. So it's not about, you know, numbers. It's about connection with people. And so thank you, Adam, for creating that safe space for everybody. Most welcome. Most welcome. And you as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.